On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, uh, they fall to five and seven. Tough loss in Atlanta on the first game of their home and home series. What's going on? What's wrong with this basketball team? We break it down. We give our observations. They get back on the floor on Saturday. So we break it down. We discuss it all next right here. Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's up, D? What's going on, man? The end of the week. It's been a long week. How you doing, man? I've been all right. I've been all right. You know, flew back from uh, where was Atlanta last in this, your first thing this morning. You had a, a crazy morning. You did live. You was up late at night on t- on the radio, and then oh, you man. got up early this morning on the radio. So, yeah, you had a crazy day so far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little tired today. A little tired, but we pushed through, man. It's part of the gig, so it, it is what it is. We got to lo- welcome everybody. You know, you are locked on 76s. I'm Divine Givens, 97.5 The Fanatic Radio, as Keith just mentioned. Keith Pompey of TheInquirer.com, Sixers beat writer. Was in Atlanta last night back home uh, as we get ready for the weekend. We got to thank you for making Locked On 76s your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76s. Is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Um, <laughs> excuse me. God bless you. <laughs> um, thank you. But Sixers fall by nine to the Atlanta Hawks, Keith. And it was really the third quarter went away from them. Then the fourth quarter, they tried to make a push and come back on Thursday night in Atlanta and the Hawks were coming off of a, a, a you know a game the night before against the Utah Jazz, where that was a highly competitive one. Jazz beat them to improve the ten and three. The, the Hawks uh, had a lead and and they they gave it up, and Utah took advantage and they came back and won that game. So you knew Atlanta would be motivated to not let something like that happen again. Uh, but what how we were looking at it is just simply go out there and try to get a win and take advantage of possibly some tired legs on that second night of a back to back and. The Hawks were up 29-20 after one. Uh, it was a little bit closer at halftime between the two teams. Um, four points, I think it was, 46-42, a low-scoring game overall. But the third quarter, again, they separate themselves. They made a good run. They had a 12-0 run at one point, and they really put it on the Sixers. They tried their best, Philadelphia did, in the second and fourth quarter to come back, but uh, just could not, could not make up that ground. And when the reserves did make up, that that ground in the fourth quarter late doc rivers put the starters back in and nothing you know materialized after that so a few things stood out to me and 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 get your thoughts here of course we'll we'll break the games down in these first two segments and then in the final one we'll look ahead to the weekend friday saturday and sunday games against atlanta again and then utah both here in philadelphia but keith just looking at some of the issues that they they had on on the night on Thursday execution w- was a problem. Tyrese Maxey 
uh, unable to really run a real good team, uh, the point guard position overall, figuring out again, struggling as he's a young player. So we see how good he is so many times where he has these dynamic games. And then on the other hand, he's going to have these tough ones where he can't necessarily run point guard. He had the ball in his hands a lot on Thursday, more than De'Anthony Melton, it seemed. And while he didn't turn the ball over, he he took a fair number of shots, uh, scored a little lower number of points. What did he have? 15 points last night uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, took a lot of shots to get there. And it just didn't seem like he was right. They sped him up a little bit from what he wanted to do. They cut off his driving lanes a lot, made him go wide to get those shots up. And I thought the execution was off. And B played a good offensive game. But then also you can term it as just an okay game because of the amount of turnovers that he had. So, Keith, a lot of things that we've seen from this basketball team before that um, that that hurts them, it showed up again on Thursday in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, and, and the one thing that Joel Embiid said after the game, like I asked him, I said, um, yeah, were you a little upset with the execution? And did you think, I said, I said, did you feel like they were just that much better than y'all? Or was it the execution? And he felt they executed fine. And he felt like they played good defense. And to me, that was kind of like, huh? Because, you know, that team, Atlanta is like the worst three-point shooting team in the league. And if you notice, you know, you saw the game. Atlanta missed a lot of threes. Like, they shot, they missed 20 of 26 shots, threes. And it wasn't like they were contested. They were just missing them. They're just a poor shooting squad whatsoever. And then you look at Trey Young. He ended up with 26 points. He was seven for 21, two for eight on threes. It wasn't that they were doing something to get him because he could get any he could get any spot that he wanted to. It was just that he had a, a hard time converting. So when I heard that from Joel, it was kind of like, wow, I think the problem might be a little bit more, um, a little worse than what they think because it's kind of like they're not seeing this. Or maybe he's just saying that because he doesn't want to, you know, be brutally honest. But if, if it's not that way, they got a problem. Um, like you said, they, they, they can, they, the, uh, the way that the execution, a lot of other things were just basically bad to me. It was just seems as if they just weren't there. And a lot of missing bunnies, man. A lot of missing bunnies. A lot yeah. of them. A lot of them. And they just – the, the one that really stands out, and it's not to pick on Tobias, it was the one drive that he had where he got to the basket and he just – you know, he laid it up. It looked like a simple layup and it rolled out. Now, oftentimes you can look at that and say it was just that kind of night. But you also, when you when he was that wide open, I felt like he could turn the ball over and just dunk it instead of laying mm-hmm. it up and just, you know, get that short two points. Maxi, as we talked about with a few of his, and uh, what? Uh, Montrez Harrell played well late. P.J. Tucker only took two shots. They were both threes. And Bede, offensively, again, his numbers from the field were pretty good. So um, not him. It, it just seemed like they missed a lot of close shots that you would feel should drop. I agree 100%. It was, that was it. That was it. I mean, that, and, you know, and, 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 uh, 
not being able to make stops on key and key things. And, and something else, I hate to bring this up, but like that substitution when Doc took everybody out and the but and the and the um, reserves came back, pulled them within six. I think I would have stayed with my. They earned it. Yeah. They earned it. They they brought you back. So and everything. Since, yeah. Yeah. Since they brought you back, you just let them ride it out and see yeah. if they can close the game out. I get you want to have your starters back in, but sometimes you just leave the leave the guys in there. If they're not tired, they're not fatigued. Then let them roll. Just let them continue to roll. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, well, let's let's uh, point out some other things when we get back. We take a quick break here. We come back. This is locked on 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Gibbons. Right now, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends from every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We got it all covered at betonline.net. And if you lose sports podcasts, you know, lose them, love them, whatever you do to them, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Do it today, people. Do it today. A lot of basketball, a lot of NFL. Jump on in there. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, um, some of the other things, uh, as we talk about the shots not falling, both teams shot pretty poorly. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks made seven more baskets from the field than the Sixers, 39 to 32. Both teams uh, only made six three-pointers on the night. They, there was a lid on the, on the rim for both teams from beyond. And free throws, the Sixers had the advantage, but it just simply wasn't enough as they had their discrepancy there, both from the field. Well, only from the field there where they uh, had seven less made field goals overall. But I thought the defense, to your point, wasn't as strong as I I thought it would be. Understanding how the head of the snake was the backcourt between Trey Young and newcomer DeJounte Murray. Man, they were getting into the lane anytime they wanted. And I know that Tyrese Maxey is not a strong defender as of yet. And we often talk about effort and, and want to, and all that. They were getting wherever they wanted early on from floaters to layups. They had a good number of their points in the first quarter when they went up again, 29, 20 after that first frame. And I thought it was going to be a long, 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 long night because of how easy it was for them to get in there. Murray had a good game against the Utah jazz where Trey Young struggled. I believe he was 10 for 28, 10 for 29 against the Jazz, and then he comes back and he struggles again against Sixers, 7 for 21 on the evening. And I just, I, I thought it was going to, once I saw how that was playing out, I was sitting there saying, oh man, this is going to be a tough one. They can't stop these guys. Even with the Anthony Melton out there, Joel Embiid on the back end, they can't stop these guys. But 
Uh, they were getting in there. They were getting some good looks. They were getting some shots. They were setting up Clint Capella, who had a nice game. He grabbed 19 rebounds. And I just thought the defense, despite the missed shots by Atlanta, they had good looks, and the Sixers had good looks. But the defense, once again, was was a talking point of, of some of the things that I thought they could have done much, much better in that game on Thursday night. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was. I mean, and, and see, the thing is, you know, when they played uh, a couple of nights ago and they played the Suns and, you know, we were raving over the defense and, and, and again, again, the defense did look good, but you and I also talked about it. Like, you know, the Suns looked like it was, it was easy peasy. Like they came in relaxed, like, yeah, they got this lead. They're up. We're the better team. We, we, we can turn it on whenever we want to. And then you also think about it, and again, I'm not taking anything from the Sixers, but I got to point out that you know Chris Paul suffered an injury in the first half. Um, you know um, Andre Aiden, Andre Aiden, DeAndre Aiden, you know went to the locker room for a little bit, but he was able to come back. And and I feel like it was like the perfect storm for the Sixers. And we looked at it and we said, hey, this is a new season. It's this. It's that. We don't have to switch. We don't have to do that. And they went up against perimeter players. And when you look at it, you know, you know, like you said, it's, it was a two-headed monster. You have two point guards in the backfield who both of them can penetrate and get whatever shot they want. And that was just a bad matchup for the 76ers. Now, we'll learn a lot tomorrow to see if they can, uh, you know, do something differently or if that's really who they are. But – um. The defense just looked bad to me. It really did. It looked bad. Yeah, they 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 really did. And it's something that we talked about we thought would be a little bit better. And look, James Harden's not there. Not that he's some def- defensive stopper. But with Tyrese Maxey next to De'Anthony Melton, figure with he and, and P.J. Tucker and certainly with Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris does give the effort. And not to say that Tyrese Maxey doesn't. It's just not his thing yet. Uh, you see that. He, he, he's not looking to be defeated off the dribble and beat off the dribble. Uh, sometimes when we talk about James Harden, we just say, well, he's not really trying on defense. I think Tyrese Maxey tries. He's just not there at, at this stage of his career as a defender, and it's something that he's going to have to improve on if we're going to talk about him as some of the best, one of the best players in the league. And certainly his offense can take him a lot of ways and mask some of the mistakes there that are, defensive situations for the 76ers but no Keith uh, that defense just was not uh up to par up to standard uh, of what it needed to be to beat that team and and look the Hawks gave them some opportunities because they missed a lot of shots they missed a lot of shots and they could have turned that defense into offensive buckets on the other end in transition pushing the pace getting those rebounds getting out there and, and making them pay for those missed shots especially if you felt like you played poor defense but you were rewarded by a missed shot getting the rebound and getting out in the open floor they have to take advantage of stuff like that and and they did not and i know doc rivers mentioned like we did when we talked about it in the open that their execution just simply wasn't good enough they missed a lot of those easy shots and um, they didn't have enough assists on their made baskets they had more turnovers 17 to their 15 assists on the night. It's not a good, not a good one. It's not a good one. 
That was bad. That was hard. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the Hawks had, I believe, 19 points off of their 17 mistakes. And the Hawks had one more turnover than the Sixers, but they were only able to capitalize and put 14 points on the board off of the ish, the mistakes that the Atlanta Hawks had. So I just it was just a coming off a good win, like the Phoenix win, Keith, on Monday, mm-hmm. you wanted a better performance in this particular game against Atlanta. I think that's what bothered me the most. Uh, same issues that 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 simply hang over them all of the time. But then in this case, when you have such a good win on Monday, you're trying to find yourself as a team early on in the season, despite losing one of your better players, you need to give a better effort in that game. You need to give maximum effort in that game. And we didn't see that. Nah, we didn't. It was, it was, it was bad. I mean, it was just, I mean, I, I, you know what? I don't even know if it was like the effort, dude. I just think that they may not be that good at, as right now. I mean, I think they got some holes. You know what I mean? I hate to say it, but that's well, just I give, I give you credit for one thing that you mentioned. And I, I like DeAnthony De- Melton maybe more than most coming in to the uh, season after the trade was done on draft night. And I felt like he could handle those responsibility as a point guard. They may need another point guard to come in here, Keith. Like you talked about, a a pure point guard to come in and and lead a basketball team with that second unit. They may need it, especially with him being in the starting lineup now. I don't know who that is. I don't know if you look at maybe Kimball Walker, Keith. I don't know what's going on with him. I I know he was released uh, from the Detroit Pistons before the season started. I'm I'm sure he wouldn't cost a lot because I'd imagine he wants to just simply be back in, in the NBA. Maybe you, you might be right. You might be right that they needed another ball handler to help set things up. He's not going to be anything defensively, but just simply running a team and even helping a guy like Tyrese Maxey and the Anthony Melton helping to run the team overall. It, my only concern about Kimba, I like Kimba, but my only concern about him is he's a scorer point guard. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what I mean? Then you got, you already got Joel, you already have uh, James. <laughs> You know what I mean? And Kimba has to be ball dominant. You know what I mean? Now, again, he's getting a little older and it didn't really work out for him in the last two stops that he actually played at. So he could adjust. But, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know if 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 that's the, the right answer right now. Like it's name wise, it is. But, you know, you need somebody that's going to know how to throw a bounce pass on a dime, somebody that will make a good shot, a great shot for you. You know what I mean? That's what they really need, in my opinion. Well, it was the name that just popped in my head because I remember his situation from Detroit. I don't know without looking at a list who else is out there. Yeah. Um, so that would be something that we need. We would have to explore a little bit further to see who might be available. But um, one, I do know that he can make a bounce pass. Can he make a shot anymore? I don't know, <laughs> but I think he can make a bounce pass. Come back, and we'll dive into this weekend for the 76ers. They have two big games and an opportunity to even up their record with the victories potentially against the Atlanta Hawks once again, and then the Utah Jazz on Sunday. And with that, it's not just a basketball game. It's also the unveiling of a new uniform. Get Keith's thoughts on the new unis, the city edition unis, the new digs, man. Talk about that next, right here, Locked On 76ers.
Welcome back. You are locked on 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens with you here. And the Sixers have an opportunity to fix their issues and correct their, their mistakes, if you will, by picking up two games this weekend on their home floor. They've struggled at home where they don't win like they used to. We talked about the home court advantage that used to be for the 76ers and what it needs to be going forward. Keith, a chance to second game. Uh, it's a bit of a rivalry here with this basketball team because of the playoffs from seasons season a couple of seasons ago where they knocked the Sixers out as the number one seed, advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, these two teams now go at it with Trey Young there and Clint Capella, John Collins with that signature dunk over Joel Embiid, that being put on his shirt and all kinds of stuff. I know, right? Yeah. So this is something between these two teams. and But most importantly, a, a chance for them to get back at it and – try to right their wrong from what took place on Thursday. It's a big weekend, Keith, with both Atlanta and Utah, who before tonight's game on this Friday that we record, they are 10-3 and three at the top of the Western Conference, one of the best teams in the NBA. So big weekend back here in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, you know, I remember before we talked about it and I said I thought it was going to be a defining moment for this new look version of the Sixers, you know, and I still do. I mean, I, I think that, you know, we'll find out tomorrow if if the Sixers' defense is better. And then you look at Utah. Like, you know, a lot of times the Sixers and people like that are talking about it's taking a good time. I mean, it's, it's taking us a long time to adjust because we have so many new faces. <laughs> look at Utah. I mean, look at Utah. Uh, you know, they Danny Ames is doing a wonderful job over there. I mean, well, they were the head coach. Yeah, yeah. Everybody thought they were going to be tanking and, and tanking and doing this and that. They got a bunch of draft picks too, and they and they look good, man. Like they look good. So, you know, it's like this is. I hate to say it. Every game seems like a barometer game for this team, but these this two game series, like I got to see it if it's different. You know, I just do. I got to see some improvement. You know, and and I, you know, no no offense, but you know, we all want to keep talking about the injuries, the injuries. Well, we forget they opened the season. 0-3 with everybody playing. You know what I mean? Everyone was playing. So, yeah, I mean, I, this is a barometer weekend for the 76ers. It's important they have these two games. Then you have four days off until they take on the Milwaukee Bucks a week from today, a week from tonight at, at home against the Milwaukee Bucks. And so an opportunity to get some wins, to feel good about yourself during those days off where they have their practice time and all before they host the Milwaukee Bucks on the 18th. And then they also host the Minnesota Timberwolves on the back-to-back. So they have five home games, Keith, in a row, and a chance to pick up some Ws, get back to the winning ways, and feel good about themselves. They need that badly right now. Big win on Monday, I'll repeat myself, but they couldn't capitalize on that and keep it going. And uh, this is a weekend, and I think they need to uh, certainly try to do so. Uh, as far as the uniforms go, Keith, the uh, Nike unveiled all 30 NBA teams in their City Edition uniforms, and the 76ers, their theme, the City of Brotherly Love, and just flashing back to the history and the heritage of Philadelphia basketball. thought they did a really good job of um, more so the storytelling and how clean the uniform looks. I know a lot of people don't necessarily like the script, of the city of brotherly love on the uniform on the jersey it's a clean uniform though with the all white the red in it and of course outlined in that blue and i can't wait to see it on sunday with the court 
to go with their uniform. I actually, you know, they do a good job with these. Uh, and I like what they did. I, I like what they did. I'm not as, I'm, I'm a little more on it than others when it comes to the script. I like that the handwriting part, I like the cursive, the writing, if you will. Um, I think it's a clean jersey, clean uniform. Yeah, you you know what? You're a little bit more into this uniform than I am. Um, to me, I'm not really like I, I'm like from back in the day. Like I preferred when they had the the home team wearing white and, no, and the that I agree with. Dark one, right? That I, I, agree I with. don't get in. You know, to me, it's kind of sort of like you know, it's it's weird. Like I mean, again, I understand it. I get it. It's a money maker, but it, it's kind of like you know how when you your kid gets like uh, a jersey number, or a kid gets a jersey number of a former player. Now, if it's a Hall of Famer, it's great to wear Dr. J. is is great to have an Allen Iverson jersey and stuff like this. But when you when you rock a like a Robert Covington or or someone like that, people are like Yo Holmes, he was traded, like. Won't you get with a new jersey, right? <laughs> so when I see these jerseys, if you roll up with a city edition from three years ago, now last year's was cold, but if you show up with a city edition from uh, three years ago, people are like, yo, bro, that's the old one. Won't you like drop some money in there and go get yourself a new one? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't like that. It's, it's, it's a money maker, and and I get it, but I'm just not like into it, man. Like, I'm just not, you know, I, I'm just not. I mean, don't, it looks nice, but I just feel like maybe you could call me thrifty. Maybe you could call me this, a parent. But it's like, it seems like you just got to keep keeping up with them. You know what I mean? And, and, and look, I don't think everybody's going to keep up every year uh, with these because to your point, they do this every year now. They drop a new one for each team. It seems like every every year and they they – they, you know, they, they can get costly, of course. So I don't expect everyone to do it to to what I was saying. And as you said, yeah, they, they look nice. They're clean. And we're going to see them on Sunday against the Utah Jazz, which I don't like their uniforms. They're black with the big numbers and the numbers look bigger than the uniform. So that they, theirs are just hideous, in my opinion. So, yeah, I do get into that stuff. I like I like all of that stuff that comes with it. And um, I can't wait to see them on Sunday in their in their new uniforms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see. That's you. That what is you me. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. That is me. Well, listen, man. Uh, thanks for making Locked On 76ers, everybody. Your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keith? We have the weekend, but people can still follow us and find us. And where can they do that? You can find us wherever you get your podcast at. You can find us there, right? Wherever you get your podcast at. But when you go to YouTube, make sure to click on the Liberty Bell so you become a subscriber. Also, make sure you follow my man, my man D at DivineG975 on Twitter. You can follow me at Pompey on Sixers on Twitter. You can read some of my articles on Inquire.com. Everybody, thanks for making Locked On 76ers your listen and your, your watch all week long. We appreciate it. 
Uh, the Sixers season is not going uh, as planned as we. It's not our fault. We're not dribbling the basketball, making any passes, taking any shots, but we thought it would be different. Nevertheless, we're here for you to discuss it. We hope you enjoy it, and we hope you continue to listen to us and watch us and read us and do all of those things. So, Keith, have a great rest of your weekend, man. Enjoy it. Of course, I'll see you on Saturday and Sunday down at the arena, but and otherwise, you know, enjoy your weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna try to go see uh Black uh with Black Panther. Oh yeah, part yeah, two. Yeah, I'm gonna go see part two if I can oh, get a ticket. That's what I'm gonna do. It's gonna be crowded. It's gonna be crowded. I know. Like sold out. Yeah, but I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get tonight. One. Not tonight because I'm too tired, but uh and it's raining a lot. Yeah. Yeah, probably probably Sunday morning. When I get off of here, I'm gonna try to get a ticket for Sunday morning. Oh, okay. The movie right. theater right around the corner, so it ain't right. that big. Yeah. Well, and, and, and hope you get that ticket. Hope you lock that ticket down and and uh, enjoy the movie, man. Wakanda forever, brother. <laughs> you got to do the whole thing, man. No, right? All right, All right man. All right, man. All right. Peace.